The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman. It's Thursday, December 21st. Getting a lot closer. Getting closer to that Cowboy game against the Dolphins on Sunday. Also getting closer to Christmas. If you're getting excited about that, I know. I know a lot of people that are getting excited about Santa Claus coming to town and all that. Of course, the Cowboys got to go out of town, go take on the Dolphins. We know how that is on the road. Can they figure it out? Can they figure out these road issues? Are they a good team? Are they a bad team on the road? Are they somewhere in between? We've already gone through that road uh, earlier this week. Um, we're talking. We're talking that game. Talking football movies. Best football movies. We're kind of that's been our theme. Of the week, got a, got a lot of good answers so far. Kind of want to keep taking a poll when we get new callers come in, see what they think, different perspectives. Um, been surprised on some of the answers that I've that I've heard on some of these best football movies. Waterboy's getting a lot more love than I thought it would. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven is the number to call. You can text at eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. Let's get to the phone lines. Uh, let's get started. We've got James. He's in New Jersey. Good, James. How are you? I'm doing one thing. Um, two issues. One with the coaching and one with um, Parsons. Um, coaching. Um, there's no other word that could have lost the Chiefs playing Bills and not knowing that Cook. Yeah, I think we dropped him. Uh, didn't hear a whole lot of that call. Sorry, the, the, I know he was waiting for a while, but did not hear a lot. It said something about the coaching and Parsons. Uh, let's just take a stab at it. Should we move him around? Should he should he be playing at, at linebacker? I don't know. Chris, what did you hear on that? Did you think is that what you you got from that? Were you there? That was all over the place. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it was sounding very digital. Yeah. Sorry about that, uh, James. Maybe if he can call back, maybe better line or something. I'm not sure. Um, um, I'll we'll just take a, a shot at it because there has been some people talking about Micah Parsons moving, uh, you know, moving around. Should he be playing linebacker? Should he be playing end? Should he not be playing linebacker at all? Um, uh, my take on 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 Parsons on is. You know, he obviously is is great when he's, you know, rushing at different spots. And I think he's such a dynamic rusher that, that you know, people have to, to be accounting, account for him at all times. And so that is an advantage. I think they do have versatile players around that, you know, that are that can also play. But I think that's kind of the issue is that you got because of him, you're getting guys playing different spots. Sometimes they don't, you know, hold the edge on the outside. Um, so. You know, he, he causes them to, to move some players around. It's not an easy look. And, you know, for the most part, this defense has been really, really good. I mean, it's been a good defense. Uh, but they got to hand it to them the other night. Um, they couldn't they couldn't score points on offense, and so therefore they were behind, and, and they, they couldn't – they just couldn't stop the run. And also they didn't tackle. I mean, they were in position. Sometimes they just did not tackle. And the two-yard gain turned into seven, eight, 11. 
and uh, they kept moving the sticks. And so, you know, I think it's back to the drawing board this week, I, I, you know, with, with some of the basics. And you better be tackling this week against the Dolphins because they, they're going to be they'll be bringing they'll be bringing the speed and they'll they'll be right at you before you even know it. All right. Let's go to uh, Irene in Virginia is our next caller. Irene. Hey, good morning, Nick. Morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you? It's been um, a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Last week was the first time I could not get through. I tried, but I couldn't. So, oh, hey. sorry. Popular show. That's good. No, it's good. I love it. Yeah. Um, quick shout out, though. I was listening on Monday of last week, and I was thinking, oh, I haven't heard Joe in Stanford in a while. And I was like, oh, maybe me calling more often if not letting yeah. him in. And yeah. then he gave me a shout out, and I'm like, you know what? It's mutual, buddy. You guys, you, yeah, this storyline family is growing. Love it. It's it great. Is. It is. All right, so a couple things on um, penalties, how to earn them and how not to earn them. <laughs> okay. So I got I got some flack on Twitter because I, and, and even in my crowd that I was watching with on Sunday, for not at all appreciating Zach Martin's. Right. Whatever. I know you got to stand up for your quarterback, but not to that level. Just go get in his face. I don't want the Andy Dalton thing where nobody goes and nobody cares. Right. But the best way to get revenge and then have that actually – translate the rest of the game is you score over there and you make him really pay for that penalty because guess what Zach going and hitting him didn't prevent the other guy from targeting his head later in the game right right um, right I thought, I thought that one would get an ejection but it didn't anyway um then the other one we got swap master over there right with uh with with the demarcus lawrence shove i think you were talking the other day about uh they need to sit on the fumble. Somebody needs to sit and pretend they're injured. Mike, I mean, the podcast thing, instead of that, learn how to flop, man. <laughs> right. Josh Allen gave you a master class. The people who get the calls are the ones that fly in the air. There's too much pride there. Like, just earn a call. <laughs> you know? I, I know. I know. I mean, like, you, you hate that, you, you know, because it's not really the integrity of the game. is kind of a sacrifice. But – Everyone else is doing it. It's kind of like the picks, you know, a few years ago, setting picks at receiver, you know, in the, in the you know running routes and, and, and picking other receivers. Everyone else was doing it other than the Cowboys. I'm like, you have to do this. And I think, right, you have to sell calls. You hate it, but but that's that's part of it. So Yep, exactly. Um, so I don't know how to feel about this game because this was a game I was worried about. I was not worried about Buffalo at all. That clearly right. <laughs> didn't happen. Um it's hard to argue against the they haven't lost twice, but I I just I don't know. There's a lot of weapons there. Um, I'm hoping Broadus is right about their offensive line and we can take advantage. Um, and and at least maybe it's more like the Seahawks game, but it's hard to see. They they have great runners. Yeah. Um, so more uh, than one. It's not just James Cook. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they bring they bring waves, you know, and that's that's the thing that's tough. I mean and and now Obviously, Tyree Kill is the difference maker there because, I mean, without him, they're not as good. They showed that not against the Jets. And against the Jets, they were kind of all over the place. They were real good there. But um, I think that they're a different team without him. But he's going to be there. He's going to be ready to go. And they just have so much depth and so much speed that, that before you know it, somebody's getting getting behind you. So they, they challenge you. That's why they lead the league in, in points. And the Cowboys are half a point behind them. But they, they do lead the league in points. Yep. Well, that's that's all I got. Um, maybe, hey, maybe this week, uh, Tyreek, yeah. I mean, Tyreek, uh, we can get the Deron Bland six pick because I definitely thought it was coming last weekend. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I think there's people. Thanks for the call, Irene. There's people in Miami that 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 you know 
that question, not question. I mean, it is what it is. But when it comes to like scoring points, it's, it's always just been who scores the most points, you know, and, and the Dolphins have like 31 points and the Cowboys are like 30.5 or something like that. But, um, but you know, they, they, they obviously, you know, have scored more touchdowns on offense uh, because the Cowboys have seven touchdowns on defense or special teams. I think seven non-offensive touchdowns. I, I bland obviously with five and Igbenogany has the first one and, uh, Van Der Esch, I think, scored. Uh, there may be another one in, in there, but uh, yeah, they, they've they've had seven. Not that it matters at the end of the day. Just score points, you know, it doesn't really matter. All right, uh, let's go to our next caller, uh, Brian in Kansas City. Good morning, Nick. Morning. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. Merry Christmas. You too. Hey, you know, so they made a little bit of a big deal when we played the Eagles about how the Eagles. Uh, this was on the TV broadcast, how the Eagles would throw their hands up in the air and do a pirouette when they were trying to get a holding call. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I watch a lot of football that's, you know, not just the Cowboys, just a lot of football in general. And I see a lot of players do that. I think it must be a taught thing by some coaches. And I'm thinking because Mike, and I know you said Micah maybe runs his mouth a little bit too much at the refs, but, mm-hmm. but, Maybe we need to teach that because I see him get held so so frequently where I could see his jersey being pulled away from his body, and I don't know. I just I, I don't know if it, it, it's just not taught in Dallas. You know, to it, what I see mostly is is defensive linemen throwing their hands up in the air to right. draw attention to themselves when they want to get that holding call. And then I had an old time cowboy for you if you had a story on Kevin Gogan, brother, and I'll hang up. have a have a great one. Yeah. Thank you. Last night I did a, a show on um, it was uh, Cowboys Crosstalk up in the up in the Cowboys Club. Nate Newton was there. Larry Brown. We were talking about they were talking about depth on the team and just how you know at both of their positions. I mean they just had so much depth all the time. And offensive line was one of them because you know Kevin Gogan ended up being a Pro Bowl player at other teams with the 49ers and the Raiders. And I know this, that he was in the Pro Bowl because he's the only guy that I've ever seen, really, that got in a fight in the Pro Bowl, like a big-time fight. That's how that's just kind of guy he was. But I remember, it's funny because we're talking about Zach Martin and Irene made that, that point about protecting your quarterback. Back in the 89 Bounty Bowl game with the Eagles that they maybe had bounties on players and Aikman and all that, they tackled Aikman very, very late in, back in the end zone and threw him to the ground after the play. I mean, it was one of those false starts that they blew the whistle dead, and they still went and tackled Aikman, threw him down. And Gogan wasn't having it. He was one of their guards. He was ready to go, and uh, he, you know, he was he had his I mean, had his hands up, you know, was ready to fight, and he was just that that kind of player. But um, now I, I didn't I didn't cover him, so I, I've heard stories from people that were here. To tell stories, I mean, it sounded like he was a riot, like in the locker room and just some of the things he would do, especially from, uh, you know, pranksters and things like that. Um, I don't I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know that he was a guy that really wasn't a starter, but he, he ended up going to another team. They just couldn't pay everyone, went to another team, and he was a really good player. That's just kind of how, how it goes. All right, um, the first part you said about hold, holding calls, teaching that. God, I hate to be... I'd hate to, for that to be the case to be teaching it. Uh, I don't know if if it's taught, you know, from offensive line or defensive line. Like, all right, you get to this point, you know, put your hands up and start yelling. 
I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, obviously, like NBA is taking out the flop or trying to, and that that will happen. I do think that what's happening too is, like, it happened in the Eagles game. Uh, I think some Fletcher Cox or somebody was doing that, and you know, Tyler Smith had kind of turned him and he put his hands up and they threw a flag and they touched down to CD, and then they picked it up. I, I really think that upstairs uh, or uh, New York I think is is involved in that I really do you know why that really wasn't a hold and because uh, it, it can't just be other set of eyes coming in I I think that's a, that's happening for sure so um, I don't know if it's getting taught but you know hopefully they they'll they'll kind of clean that clean that part up but it definitely happens all right um, let's go to Dennis in Pennsylvania. Hey Nick, uh, just calling you. I got to call last week. Talk about the uh, the Eagles Cowboys game where we saw our man Kellen Martin return the punt, yep. five yards. Yeah. Um, two quick things. Number one, I I'm not suggesting this this year because I know cornerback depth is at a premium. But could you ever see Deron Bland returning punts with his elusiveness? He's got to catch it. And, and, and I mean, he's got to catch the punt and catching catching an interception and catching a punt, obviously two different things. That's got to be the, the key. You've got to be able to catch that punt. Um, I, you know, possibly. Uh, but, but the game has changed so much within the return game that it's mainly just fair catch. You know, the, the teams don't want a long returns. They, they, they're basically just putting it up there, high hang time, Go up there, go down, you know, field that, you know, go down there and cover it and a fair catch and all that. You know, get to midfield, it's fourth down, punt it, get it inside the ten. So you got to catch the football. And I and I'm not saying that he can't, he can do that or he can't, but um, and I want to say he he has done some of that. I, I like they always have other returners, and I want to say he was a part of that. Like as far as kick return goes, I don't know about punt. So he's got the experience. Um, he he's made some some plays. I mean, he's made some some inter, interception returns and where he's had to break tackles and all that. I, I I don't. I still think he's you know he's mainly he's he's got he's great jump on the ball. Got to pick run it in. Um, I don't I don't know if he's how elusive he is for a punt returner. But really, it comes down you got to catch the ball. You got to catch the ball. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna take a quick break here on Storyline. We're gonna come right back with your calls and your texts. Be right back on Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available 
in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right. Hey, guys, back here on Cowboys Storyline. Had to take a quick uh, break here. Um, we'll, be, we'll be getting it going here on the phone lines again, going back to Pennsylvania, where we got another call here from. This is Doc in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Doc. Hey, what's up, Nick? How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Um, but I have a bunch of points to point out, but most of them are all. What? Well, actually, all of them are positive. Okay. So, uh, you know, I was a big fan of changing to uh, the coach, and then you know everybody this. Even before this year, you weren't one of them, but most of the media was like, oh, well, we got to get rid of um, McCarthy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and I was like, what are you talking about? Two 12 and five years after the COVID, and and you were on board with, with him. He's a great coach. And even – you know, now we moved on from the offensive coordinator to San Diego, and it's so good. You know, he's done a great job. And after right. the Buffalo game, I was thinking, oh, everyone is going to be there for the, you know, doomsday. No, no, no. He, you know, doomsday was listening to 10 years of smiling dopey opey everything is good how you doing guys and you know he would have run out in front of the, the um, team and you know come to the press conference how we doing boy guys and and how what do you mean how we doing guys I mean, that, that, that's the issue, right? That's the issue you have is Garrett you keep you said that like three times Garrett would say how we doing guys that was yeah. the problem you had how we doing yeah. I, I did not like Garrett. I can't even watch him on the uh, uh, Sunday night pregame right. because wow. because get, you know I'm I've been here for 1965 through to and including today, and I'm here for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Garrett was not. He was like he was a sycophant of the Joneses, and. So uh, we suffered for that, and but McCarthy is not, and 
and I love McCarthy. And you know, he did some mistakes, but okay, everybody has that. And uh, okay, all right. Uh, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. It looks like uh, trying to figure out what you want to say. That I think I think the the gist of that was McCarthy. You like McCarthy better than than Garrett. A lot more consistency there. Uh, Garrett was consistent, just not at, at a high level, and that's the thing. It was it was it was always pretty, um, you know, just would say average, above average at, at times. Um, he was uh, I, the, the, the my thing about Garrett. I thought I thought you know Garrett was a uh, good coach, um, but this franchise needs greatness, and that's what that's what that's the level and the standard um, that that you know they always are. You know, Wade to is is the 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 greatness here, and um, you know I I thought I thought he was you know I'm not gonna sit here and and uh, you know sit, bash Jason Garrett. I thought he did a, a good solid job, but he was here for a long time. I mean, and the message was consistent. It was a consistent message. How are we doing? That's what he did. That's I mean, he's just he's a it's a good person. I mean, he's a good, and that's that's who he is. He, he treated people with respect. And so that's that's that was his thing. And I don't think it had anything to do with the football team or whatever. But you know, I think over time the message just wore down. And he he did a nice job of getting these guys to play hard, play well, even when you know they were over challenged or whatever. But um, at the end of the day, it just wasn't it wasn't good enough. And and McCarthy's come in, and uh, you know he's taken kind of what what they had here, which was a good you know nucleus not not great and uh and he's he's made it you know made it better taking it to another level and and showed some consistency that we just haven't seen uh really in a, in a long time as far as going and making the playoffs i'm not going to bash garrett if you think mccarthy's better i do and that's and, you know and most people probably do as well so but that that's that's the thing though that's not what we're we're judging this by i'm sorry but we're not judging him i mean jason garrett maybe was you know he did was he better than Wade? You know, about the same. They went to the same level. Was Wade better than, you know, Parcells and all that? That's not the same. I mean, it's Jimmy Johnson because Jimmy Johnson took him to the Super Bowl. So did Barry Switzer there in 95. That's the level that you're trying to get these coaches to. All right. Jake in Illinois is our next caller. Good, Good morning, Nick. How are you doing today? Hey, Jake. How are you? Doing great. So I am 62 years old and I have been, my parents are, Dutch immigrants, and my dad and I uh, learned football while he was stationed at Reese Air Force Base up at Lubbock, which is where I was born. Yeah. Um, so I've got a long history, right? So I wanted to throw a few of these. I, I, oh, by the way, I am a first-time caller. There we go. Thanks, I thought so, but I didn't, you know, I've been embarrassed when I'd be like, hey, are you first-time caller? Like, no, it's my eighth time. I'm like, okay, sorry. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, no, not, I'm not asking anyone. No problem. Definitely first time. All right, cool. So let's let's go through your list. Lesser known uh, Cowboys, uh, maybe not so lesser, lesser, but Chad Hennings. Mm-hmm. As a retired Air Force person, um, do you know what airplane he flew? I don't. He flew the A-10, and he was too big Warthog. to fit in it, so they had to, yeah, they had to adjust it. You're right, the Warthog. 
<laughs> That's Chris Beam right there. That was not me. Unless, yeah, if it, unless it was in Maverick, you know, Top Gun Maverick. I, I don't know about air, airplanes and all that stuff. I'm sorry. So. No, no problem. I have a question for you. Uh-oh. What unique um, product did Walt Garrison advertise? Was it... Um, was it I got chewing tobacco? Too. Yeah, skull. Skull? Skull. Yeah, I put, yeah. put a pinch between my cheek and gum. I remember Randy White also doing that. Like I, that's what I remember Randy White like in the '80s. But yeah, yeah, you don't see those anymore. No, and you yeah. just man, um, you just uh, mentioned my favorite player, Randy White. Okay. Okay. Favorite movie, Longest Yard, the original. Longest Yard. Okay. Good. Uh, my wrestler. <laughs> this is actually one you you won't know, but this was actually my stepson. He, he uh, went to wrestling school in Louisville, Kentucky. And he uh, wrestled under the name of Thunder League. Thunder League. Uh, Thunder League. Yeah, he oh, okay. looks like he looks like Aquaman. Oh, okay. Beard, hair, everything. He looks just like him. I, I thought you were gonna say Thunder Lips. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. No, right. no. I don't think his wife would like that. <laughs> All right. With respect to the Miami game, um, I, I believe it can go either one of two ways. I think it can be either a close win by the Cowboys or a total blowout by Miami. And I'm leaning. Towards this being a close win as a repeat of the Seahawks game. Um, I trust our coaching staff. Like you were talking about Jason Garrett a minute ago. I, I trust this coaching staff to make the changes necessary because they don't lose two in a row. And I think our defense is going to come out and really be fired up because of how bad they looked last week. So this is uh, this is why I'm leaning towards them. They could get the win. It would really be nice if uh, Ty- Tariq wasn't playing, but he, sure. don't. Yeah, that's not a Christmas present you're going to get. Sorry about yeah. that. He's he's it, he's playing. They they um, sat him against the Jets, knowing we can win this game, and let's get him for Dallas. That's right. Well, either way, um, I'm a Cowboy fan right. for life through the good, bad, and the ugly, and I appreciate you taking. All me. right, cool. Thank you. That's what happens when we get some of these first time callers. You know, they, we have all these questions we've thrown out these themes and so you like you gotta you gotta get them all in gotta get them all in so uh i love it Uh, that's great uh greg in sacramento california is our next caller greg hey nick hey nick how's it going good how are you i'm doing well um a couple things favorite favorite football movie is rudy rudy uh rudy yeah it's a great one although any given sunday is kind of a close second uh, I really like any given Sunday, and I feel like I feel like Dak uh, can relate with that. I feel like he was he basically was Willie Beeman um, when he took over for Tony Romo. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> my favorite wrestler favorite wrestler is Jake the Snake. <laughs> my and favorite that's uh, my favorite wrestler too, Jake the Snake. Even though uh, I, that's how I name that's why I call my son, who's actually working with Chris Beam right now in the back. I don't know if he's doing any work. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Jacob's that's back awesome. there. I don't know if he's pushing any buttons or doing anything, but we call him Jake the Snake, too. So Nice. What's up, Jake the Snake? What's up, man? <laughs> Maybe he needs to make an appearance here later. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. yeah, do that. That'd be great. All right, all right, we'll see. Uh, he's a little TV star. All right, star. so uh, I, I got a couple of questions. So the first, my first question is, I, I wish I would have gotten and asked this before I heard Broadus talking about it, but he was talking about it on the break yesterday, I think. But uh, my question is about the Miami receivers and, like, their speed. Like, I know we're, we're kind of afraid of their speed or I don't want to say afraid, but we're aware of their speed. 
Um, I don't really don't think we should be afraid of it because I think there are ways of, of countering it. But but his point was, you know, hit, hitting receivers off the line or like, you know, are, yeah. Do you think the Cowboys will do that? Do you think Dan Quinn can like get somebody off the line to at least like, especially with Tyreek Hill, to at least bump him? You know, with Hill and Waddle, like at least kind of throw them off the route a little bit. That that sounds good. That sounds like a great plan. The problem is, is they put them in motion. They also put some of these guys off the line a little bit. And if you try to get Tyreek Hill and you try to jam him and you miss, adios. He's gone. Adios, my friend. Yeah. So, but what's uh, better? Is it better to is it better to take that risk though, or is it better to play off of him? And have him like hit you with a juke move or something, or just burn you, you know, on the outside or something what, like that. I mean, what do you think? I mean, w- I mean, would you rather Tua I mean, throw I, the ball in front of you twelve times and see if he makes a mistake, or you can get the ball out or whatever, or just take your chances on one deep ball with him four yards behind you for a touchdown? Yeah, I don't like the deep ball. I don't either. I don't either. So <laughs> I, I don't love any of this. But I'm just saying, yeah. I, I think they can they can score quickly on you. Um, I, I I would make them do the work. I, I think Tua is a good, really really good player. He'll make some mistakes though. He's not. I mean, he's still young. Yeah. He's a young player. So I I have to keep it all in front of me. Keep it in front of me okay. and make the tackle. They are fast. And this is not Herschel Walker where you, they're going to run you over. Make the tackle. Like right. tackle the guy. If you find him first, yeah. find him, locate him, put your hands on him, and tackle him to the ground. I mean that you, that. And then I mean. And we do have fat, you know, pretty fast linebackers. All these safeties that are coming down as linebackers. So I agree with you there. They got to make those tackles. Um, and I guess that's where we have to rely on our on our pass rush, also, right? To right. kind of kind of affect to a little bit more and, and give our DBs a little bit more time. Yeah. To kind of make those tackles and then get in position. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, my and then my second question is kind of a funny question. You guys are. I think you had mentioned it on your. I, I don't know if it was on Storyline that I heard it, but it was somewhere. They were saying like that we should, you know, get get some sumo wrestlers to to be on our line or, yeah. or line or something like that. And I know it's kind of silly, but there is kind of a little a little thing in that. Like my question is, why don't players like train or practice other sports or other disciplines? Right? Like I think there was something in the off season about Micah doing like boxing training yeah. to help his hands and, and stuff like that. So with our O line men, I mean. Why couldn't they train or, or you know, possibly get, get some of these guys that work with leverage, like sumo wrestlers, or maybe, like, take some judo classes or something like that to learn how to, you know, center, center gravity and then what to do with that and stuff. I mean, you know, they, I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard to get in and, and help train these guys. Is that is that something that just they don't do, or uh, is that a possibility? I mean, I, I, I think they honestly, do I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think it's a possibility. I'll say this. He was not a sumo wrestler, okay? But, like, Isaac <laughs> Alarcon, right? He was from Mexico. Okay. He was a football player in Mexico. And they, they, they got him a part of the international program, tried to get him and teach him for three years to try to teach him. you know, And he's already a football player. To teach him to, to play the NFL style. And it, it's hard to do that. He's part of I mean, they, they wouldn't have done it if he didn't have a – uh, an exemption on the roster. So, you know, it's just, it's just, it, he's been three years now, two years at offensive line. They tried defense this past year. At the end of the day, like, he just, he's not there. I mean, just think about how many, just think about the USFL 
and the Canadian Football League and the XFL. These are not these are non NFL leagues. These are players that have been playing their whole life trying to get in. So there's just so many players that are just better than you just because you're a sumo wrestler or, or whatever. You got size. I mean, it's happened. I mean, I, I remember a year, a couple years ago, the 49ers had a guy like a rugby type player, but um, it just it's and not. Brandon Aubrey too. Brandon Aubrey's a soccer player, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's. That yeah, that that's that's probably. I mean, I mean, I would think soccer player, soccer style kicker. You know, I guarantee you, everybody, not everybody, but I guarantee you, most of the people like in the MLS could kick a field goal. I mean, that's that's what it's I. Funny, I, I, I I've, I've talked to my brothers about that all the time, and I've always wondered why NFL player, uh, you know, NFL personnel doesn't but, doesn't look more into soccer. Yeah, but that, it's not. Yeah, but it, that's not what it is, though. Soccer. And they can kick the ball. It's right here. It's between the ears. It's the mental part of it that you've got to be good. I mean, there's probably 500 kickers out there that can kick field goals and kick it deep. But can they kick the extra point when the crowd's going? Or can they kick this 37-yard right. field goal in the wind and all that and, and do what they need to do? That's that's the difference to me. It's the, the mental part of it. We've seen, we saw it last year. True. Maher was amazing in the regular season. And then... He yeah. just the mental part just kind of creeped in in the playoffs, and he couldn't get out of it. He couldn't get out of it, and it's you know, and, and it happened again for him uh, this year. So I think that's the difference between some of these you know things. But anyways, good call, good stuff. All right, let's go. Let's keep it rolling here. We got Bryce in Burleson, Texas. Bryce, hey Nick, how are you, man? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. Thank you uh, for taking my call. All right. What's on your Big mind? fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have a couple questions. Um, regarding uh, the run defense issue that we have, um, with Marquise Bell being the size he is, is there not any free agents out there that we could sign for these last few weeks of the season to see how they pan out, to have a, maybe a bigger linebacker in there? And then my second question would be um, when Diggs comes back next year, do you think it would be smart to keep Gilmore on the other side and Diggs, of course, and then uh, put Bland at the slot corner? Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to re-sign Gilmore. Um, so possibly. I mean, you know, I think, I think you want to get as many corners as you can. Um, so, you know, it, that's going to be tricky because Bland is is showing that he he needs to be on the field more. Uh, he's a good slot right. corner, but but he I, it's a good problem to have. And and I, I've learned a long time ago, don't get ahead of yourselves there because you think, oh my God, what are we going to do with this position? We got four guys that are good, and the next thing you know, you're getting a guy off the street to play the position because this guy got hurt, this guy got a suspension, this guy did it. You you never know. You never know, so you just kind of yeah. deal with it, and, and you never can have enough good corners. So, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really get too far ahead. Um, they're gonna have to figure out what they want to do at corner. Do they want to draft someone? Do they want to sign uh, a veteran? Uh, I know he's a free agent. Gilmore is. Uh, I think this is the last year of Jordan Lewis as well. Uh, the, his contract. So, you know, good problem to have. What? What's your, what was the first part again? Um, oh, the linebackers. Uh, the linebackers. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's there's guys on the street that are in free free agency with the you know with the LB next to their name. They've played it. 
Um, they're, they're available for a reason. We know this, just like Rashawn Evans was, just like Shaq Leonard was. Um, and they've looked at these, but I mean, it, it's got to make sense for what, what they have. And you got to know the system and you got to remember how much tweaking they do during the week. I'm getting this game plan ready. And this is, you know, I mean, we're, they're still making some mistakes here late in the season like that. Where do you think a new player is going to come in? Uh, there's just not a lot of depth there. There hasn't been all off season. There hasn't been a lot of guys to, to kind of go from. So, uh, you hate to say this is what it is. I think your your best thing is to probably look at a younger linebacker um, that is on a practice squad that maybe they liked coming out of, out of college and they say, you know what, I mean, maybe he can help us on special teams or maybe he's someone we can develop. So there may be some of that going on, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's, there's, just a, there's not just a, a guy just sitting there that you're like, you know, here's a, here's a three-time Pro Bowler, and you know, that was Shaq Leonard. And uh, I don't know what he's doing for the Eagles if he's helped them. I haven't, I haven't seen or heard him really do anything. So, uh, But we, we appreciate it. Thank you for the call. I think this is first-time caller for, for Bryce. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, this is the football movie. Yeah. Was uh, Remember the Titans and probably Rudy. Definitely feel like uh, we need that Dan Quinn, Coach Yost, to tell the defense they don't need to gain another yard or he'll uh-huh. take them all out. Uh-huh. You blitz all night. Yeah, that's what we're going to need right. to do. All right, love it. Thank you, Bryce. Good stuff. All right, let's go to Rod. He's in El Dorado, Kansas. Don't have a lot of callers from Kansas, but here's one. Rod, El Dorado. Hey, how's it going, Nick? Good, man. How are you doing? Doing doing well. Merry Christmas. You too. Hey, uh, tried to get in yesterday. Obviously very busy with uh, having Darren uh, yeah. on there. But uh, um, I, I my question uh, actually is... Uh, to go go into you though, um, you had mentioned on I believe it was Tuesday that uh, you didn't if we did end up with the five seed um, mm-hmm. that uh, you didn't want to see us having to go to New Orleans. Yeah, and uh, actually the team that I don't want to have to play if we do end up in that fifth seed. If I mean I think we'll win that game, but the one that I that I'm fearful of is Tampa Bay. I feel Baker Mayfield is playing lights out right now. Um, and they're, um, I don't know. He just, he, he feels, I, I just feel like he settled into, uh, his, uh, Hey Rod, Hey Rod, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Seriously. If this football team, and, and this is, this is all due respect though. If this football team is scared of playing Baker Mayfield, then, then they're not going to be a good football team. This isn't the team we think they are. And I, I hear what you're saying. He's playing well and all that, or they're they're winning some games. But at some point, you gotta you gotta pay the piper. You gotta beat the 49ers. You gotta beat Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy. You gotta beat Bosa. You gotta beat those guys. And if you can't beat Baker Mayfield, then you're not a good team. Like you know, like like. Oh, I agree. I, and and, I agree. and you know what? Let, let me let me be be fair. If you can't go beat Derek Carr and Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara and and the Saints, same goes because that's what I said. So. I'm not. I'm not saying that at you. I'm saying that to my point as well. If you can't go beat those teams, if those, you know, then you're really not. And so either of those teams. So yeah, you have a preference, Atlanta versus them. But uh, and I, I, I didn't mean to 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 call you out on that. I, I was just thinking 
you know, I don't have a ton no, of respect I, for I, Baker Mayfield no. as a quarterback. Like I, I, I feel like if you're if you're getting scared of playing them, then you're you're not going to to go very far. And then the same goes for the Saints. You know, the same goes for anybody that wins that division. But yeah, but I, I no, think it's no. a process they got to switch. The NFL's got to change this rule quickly. Yeah. Next next year, oh, I, I, you 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 yeah, do not I, deserve I, to be have a home game if you sneak in at seven and or eight and nine. You do not you need a home game. You you, you get to be yeah. in the playoffs. You don't get a home game. You know I treat it like the NCAA tournament. You win your 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 conference basketball tournament at the end of the year. Cool, you got in. You just knock somebody out. You're an 11 seed. Good luck. But that doesn't mean that you get to be a high seed. You get in. That's what I think winning the division should let you do is get in, and then you should rank it best record. Top to bottom. That's what I think, um, but I, I don't know if they'll ever they'll ever change that. So. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's uh, yeah. coming anytime soon. No, uh, no hey, no, no offense taken. I just and you're right. It, it's more about preference, I guess. Yeah, but, and, uh, and I, I see that. You know, you get into Tampa, it could be raining. We know we don't want that. You know what I mean? You, you don't you don't want that for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it could be one of those one of those kind of nights. So, um, but I. You know, hopefully, true for the Giants. Maybe the Giants will will will, will sneak up well, and I, beat I, the Eagles. I really, yeah, I I feel like they're gonna take take one of them. Hey, I, I random Cowboys. Yeah, random Cowboy from uh, the late seventies, early eighties. Actually, a couple of them. How about Jay Saldy tight end and Doug Cosby? Doug Cosby, yeah, two tight ends there. Jay Saldy, uh, yeah, they um, what I. I remember I've met him a couple times because I remember his son John Saldy played. He tried to, to make the team. It was a, it was a, it was on the roster. Uh, he didn't make the team, but he was like a free agent uh, from Texas Tech, that. and so he was at practice a couple times. I think in Wichita Falls, and uh, yeah, and then uh, Doug Cosby, I think an underrated player, uh, made, made made some Pro Bowls. So it's not that underrated. But when we think about tight ends and you know in the history of the team you know it's 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 obviously Witten and then Novacek and Billy Joe Dupree gets some stuff but but Doug Cosby kind of gets left out a little bit as do a lot of those guys from the 80s I mean that just wasn't a winning era I think Everson Walls gets overlooked too because they were just really good players in an era that they didn't win Super Bowl so yeah all right hey thanks for taking my call good stuff all right uh, let's go to a text question here. We got Dan in Philly. His favorite movie, Longest Yard, the original, and North Dallas Forty wrestlers Bruno San Martino and Baron Michael Cicluna. I don't know him. Classy Freddie Blassie as a manager. I do remember him. He thinks the Cowboys destroyed the Dolphins, forty-one thirteen. See, I don't. I don't see a destroying the Dolphins. I do see them. I do see them scoring some points. And the Dolphins still scoring. Cowboys are trying to get control and and maybe blow out the, the Dolphins, but they just keep throwing, you know, getting touchdowns. And I see it being like that, where the Cowboys gonna have to hang on, and their defense is gonna have to keep making stops. But I just see it kind of being a high-scoring game like that. All right, um, got any call? Any other callers on the line? I don't think we do right now. Um, let's see. Hold on, we got yeah, Ben in Jersey. Ben in New Jersey. What's up? Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. How are you doing? You good? It's first time call? I am well. Yes, it is. Yes. First hey. first I said I wasn't going to ask again. I just felt, yeah, cool. First time. Congrats. <laughs> what do you got? Listen, uh, I got to tell you, I, I am a little nervous of uh, Dan Quinn. Okay. Doing what? And, Leaving uh, or just him as a coach? 
Uh, him making adjustments game time. Uh, he he makes some good micro adjustments when it came to uh, Gilly. Okay. But in the back of my mind, the defensive collapse when they were in the Super Bowl haunts me. All right. And yeah. That he, yeah. He doesn't make the major adjustments. For instance, I, I'll give you one that I would love for them to try out. Put Michael Micah back at the wheel linebacker and uh-huh. let him roam free. I'll put him there, let's say, about 40% of the snaps. Okay. And allow and allow him free reign. You put uh, Sam at uh, strong side linebacker. You, 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 he can run because you got him down as um, a point man on kickoff or okay. punt. And so, and then leave um, uh, the young uh, young boy, thirty three, in Clark. the middle. That will that will stiffen up your run defense. And then on passing downs, put them back on uh, on the line to rush. And th- and then how about this? Three times a game, you have him rush from the uh, strong safety position because you're not going to lose anything because he has more speed than most of your safeties right now. Do you want you want him back in coverage at safety? No, I want him blitzing from a safety position. Okay. But now you got to count on him. Yeah, I mean, there's different yeah, there's different plays to, to do. You know, let's not let's not. This isn't. Let's not forget that the the teams can make a, a change on the fly too, and so they they can kind of counter that too. Um, you know, you see Parsons way out there. Um, I, I I'm not discrediting that. I mean, I I think they do move him around a little bit. My only point is is that. What you think is a passing down is not always a passing down, and it might be third and nine. But if Micah Parsons is way back there, then I'm gonna, I might run it on third and nine. I mean, heck, they couldn't tackle Cook the other day. Didn't matter what it was. So um, I, but, it's but, it's a cat and mouse game. It always will be, and absolutely. you know, and, and that's. But but I'm I'm with you on moving things around and, and all that. I, I I appreciate the call. I've got to get. Now, listen, listen, is is Parsons faster than Kurt? Curse. Yes. 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 He is. And he looks slow back there. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if his hips to turn and, and play the, and play the ball in the coverage are the same, but I think yeah. Well, when he have, when he when he gets well, it rolling, he's faster. First year. Think about his first and second year. They had him playing D back, defensive back, and I wouldn't advise that. Yeah. But but on a couple of plays, they had him as a, a, a defensive back. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Steve in New York. Steve, Steve, you there? I'm here. What's okay. up, man? Hey, what's going on, Nick? I'm sorry. Um, just real quick, uh, North Dallas 40 uh, movie. Uh-huh. Um, I'm old school, as you could say. They had a lot of uh, NFL players in that movie, too. Yeah. Um, r- real quick, though, uh, I'm not a big tiebreaker person. I know there's so many um, scenarios and whatnot. I'm more about just win out and see what happens. But, so if I read correctly, if – the Giants beat Philly one of these two games. Okay. We could lose a game, win the other two, and win the division. Yeah, you can't lose to Washington. Cannot lose to Washington. Except Washington. Yeah, you can't, have to. Absolutely have to can't lose to Washington. But, yeah, if that, that happens, that really changes everything. If they lose, that's going to change everything for sure. So, um, 
But yeah, it, right now I think Philly has the advantage, but it changes dramatically if they lose one game. So for sure. Um, thanks for the call. All right, I got a, I got a little special guest in here today. What's up? What's up, big guy? It's my son Jacob. Get that thing over there. You're on TV, man. <laughs> What's up? You good? What's your favorite movie? Like the Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic movie. the Hedgehog. I think, don't they play football a little bit on the beach or something like that? Or they throw yeah. the ball around? Okay, that counts as a football movie. Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I've been there a couple times. you got to wait to the end for the trailers all the way. How about your favorite wrestler? I mean, Jake the Snake? Or you like some others? You had some wrestlers. Who do you got? Mm-hmm. Like Rock? I like Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake, yeah. What about if you brought the snake out on you? Mm-hmm. No? Good. He's hanging with Dad here today. We're about to end the show here on Storyline. What'd you think back in the back? Is Chris doing a good job back there? Yeah. Yeah, he's worked hard. We've got to put him on the phone and all that. All right, it's still it's good. All right, ready for Santa? Yes. All right, cool. We're ready to end this. All right, guys, appreciate that. Good call. Sorry to cut people off. Had a lot going on today. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk more movies. Got Josh Rodriguez coming on. We're going to talk some movies as well. Looks like we're going to have to... Brush up on this North Dallas 40 and see what's going on there. I'll make sure he's he's looked at that one. All right. So for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. Jacob, say bye to everyone. Goodbye. See you guys tomorrow. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!